Michigan. On the football field. We don't want to coach average. We do want to win because winning is the epitome of team effort. Every coach who ever put a whistle around their neck strives to be the head coach at The Ohio State University. Welcome back, everybody. Buckeye Bar guys here on Buckeye Bar Talk. I'm Mike. And I'm John. Today's date is Monday, July 5th. Um, we hope everybody had a happy uh, 4th of July and enjoying the uh, the holiday weekend. Nice three-day weekend. I took several days off, so I had a six-day weekend. So it's been a, it's been a good break from work, back to work tomorrow. But uh, so... Uh, Everything going good? You having good? We had all good yeah, weekend. good weekend. You could ask for better weather. I had some ribs on Sunday. Um, another beautiful day today. I had the choice of work to take Friday or today off due to you know babysitting reasons. I took off Friday, so I had to work today. Yeah, kind of sucks, but we got had, through it, and here we are. Yeah, so we had a uh, Buckeye Land. We've had a, a busy week since uh, the last time uh, we've talked to you guys. Uh, <laughs> Uh, some name image and likeness stuff uh is that's live now we will deal we'll uh, go over some of the stuff just some of our thoughts uh, at the end of the episode on that uh but huge huge uh recruiting news uh, over the last several days so uh we've gotten two huge 2022 kids in terrence brooks and uh kojo aren't we aren't we um we got them uh uh, he got him today, actually on Monday, Kojo, uh, Terrence Brooks a few days ago. Um, we'll go over those guys in here in a, a little bit, but, uh, the big one happened yesterday at, uh, four, I think it was four ten Eastern. Uh, so 10 minutes, uh, which is not the worst. I saw some Buckeye fans, uh, complaining that, uh, you know, hurry up and make the commitment and it's uh, 10 minutes in, uh, you know, at a four o'clock commitment, that wasn't actually that bad compared to, I mean, I've sat sitting refreshing Twitter before for 35 minutes waiting for somebody. To- I mean, I feel like one that comes to mind, I, I don't know if it was quite as long as JT's, but I feel like Marvin Wilson's, I remember his from a couple years back when he went to Florida state. And that was one that wasn't right at whenever he said it was going to be. And I think like, uh, Shoot, Jaden would be. He yeah. was another one that, you know, it was going to be at this time and you're hitting refresh for a couple minutes there. So it yeah. was nothing out of the ordinary. I'm not going to say the other guys went any longer, but they didn't like they weren't right away. Like this has happened before. Yeah. Nothing to get upset about. So the the news of the day is uh JT Tulamala uh are the last major 2021 commitment that was still on the board. He wanted to see some of the schools before he committed. Uh, he'll be in for this coming season. Um, he picked Ohio state over Oregon, USC and Washington. Um, so that was huge. I mean, depending on the service you look at, I mean, he's the number one as when you take in the composite of all the services, he's number one and the uh, number on overall player. I mean, he's, believe top four in every recruiting uh i think espn has a four and uh i mean he's top four in all of them um and then so when you take him considering he's the highest uh he's the highest defensive player ohio state has ever uh gotten in the recruiting uh and recruiting uh number wise um beating out jack sawyer just from um, and you know jack was the first commit uh it was 882 days as of yesterday so jack 
committed in February of 2019. And uh, yesterday was JTT. So Jack always knew where he wanted to go. So, I mean, outside of the fact that they're just two phenomenal players, you know, it really says something, though, man. Think of some of the defensive studs that have come through Ohio State. Yeah, exactly. And uh, now they're both here, and they're going to be, I mean, just wild. And before we just get into the impact of the entire class as a whole, I mean, just the impact of what JTT could bring. I mean, the dude's a, a man beast already. He's a wrecking ball. 287 pounds, I think I saw that, you know, yeah, coming in, whatever. 275 to 285, somewhere in that range. So, I mean, it's like, that's a ridiculous size already. You figure, even with him being behind the eight ball, you know, Jack Sawyer looked pretty ready to go, you know, just a couple of weeks right. on campus, you know, in the spring game. So I think that, you know, he, I think JTT and Jack Sawyer will be better players next year. JTT specifically because, you know, he is coming in a little later, but I expect him to play this year. Oh, absolutely. Get serious reps. And because I think Mick and LJ will have him ready to go come season time. So, yeah, I I don't have any doubt that the kid's going to get meaningful snaps this year. I mean, as long as, you know, he stays healthy and everything, probably see him. In that first game against Minnesota, definitely we'll see him. I would figure against Oregon. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, it's just crazy to think about. You got the number one player in the country. And I honestly, I mean, I'm guilty. Like, I just took it for what it was worth for what they were saying. And I didn't really watch the kids' film until he had committed. I watched it yesterday and today. Oh, yeah. my gosh. I mean, that guy is a monster for one. He can move, though. I mean, he is, he's in the backfield every, you know, not every play, but he's in the backfield all the time, making plays on the quarterback, running back. He's running people down. Like he never, he doesn't seem like he ever loses the ball. I mean, great hustle on all the plays. And from what I can tell, and I, you know, you never know about like the competition people are playing. And especially when like, it's the one like major D one guy out there against all those other guys. But Holy crap. The kid can play tight end too. Like yeah. he is very, very hard to guard. I mean, huge mismatch for a lot of guys. He's a phenomenal enough basketball player that, uh, Chris Holtzman, uh, you know, the help with the getting him into Ohio state is giving him a spot on the basketball team. Yep, so from what we heard, he, he might be playing basketball too. So I, mean, I don't want to, I don't want to be holding my breath every time I see him coming down with a rebound, yeah, but Hey, whatever, you know, those two sports guys, it, it helps them develop some a lot of times even better. Yeah. Um, so it, it's obviously, though, he's athletic enough that, I mean, Ohio State's, a, you know, they're a division one basketball program that does fairly well. So that if they think that he could come play there, that, you know, they are confident enough. So that's uh, that's pretty good. Cool. I mean, realistically, the kid could be playing a national title game in January and going into March Madness two months later. Yeah, <laughs> wild to think. Um, but yeah, no, I was, uh, I mean, just stupid excited. I mean, it's just, I mean, first of all, you, and it's no, no fault to him. I, you know, there's some kids that have dragged recruitments out for a long time for, you know, so maybe, you know, it's, they, every, you know, these kids love the spotlight, not blaming them, anything like that. This wasn't that this is, he really wanted to see these schools, you know, COVID prevented him to really get out onto, he couldn't, he wanted to come East to see both Ohio state and Alabama ended up canceling the Alabama visit, but definitely wanted to see Ohio state and even the West coast schools. I mean, some of the most strictest, uh, 
protocols in the country were on the West Coast. So it's not like he could really go out and travel to USC and Oregon either. And I'm sure he got to see Washington a little bit more being an inside school. Sure. But, you know, I mean, he wanted to see all those schools. So, I, I mean, kudos to him. He he waited his timeline. He wanted to see these schools. Um and it took forever for the NCAA to lift the dead period. They finally did. He finally was able to get on the road. And Ohio State wanted it at the end of the day. They He said that uh, he just felt like he was home when he visited. And uh, he said that just the players, uh, both the current players on the team and his future teammates are, uh, you know, just the brotherhood. I mean, we've heard that. We've heard that over and over and over from the coaching staff, but so you hear it from players that, you know, they really view this as a family environment, you know, and that's what wanted. I mean, you could tell he had a, he has a very strong relationship with his family. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could tell that from his commitment video and it's just, it was just an awesome, awesome sight to see him to unzip that trench coat and uh, there was the <laughs> Ohio State shirt underneath it. And, and it's like kind of like a, it was like a script too. Or yeah, it was a oh, nice sweatshirt. Too. I like I'm, that. Yeah, like, cool. I have to look in to get one of them. Yeah. Um, overall. So what is uh, I mean, now you think about it. So in the composite top 10, Ohio State signed five of these kids. That's unheard of. And I don't know if Alabama's ever done that. Like, I don't. I don't know if Meyer, his one year with Florida, like the, you know, his last was his last recruiting class with Florida or maybe the one before his last one. I don't know if they did that. I mean, I can't, I don't know if Georgia's ever done it high as they've ever been. Like we're talking five national top 10, not the five out of the top 10 in Ohio. Yeah. Five national top 10 kids. And JC Latham, who's also on that list. uh, I mean, he went to Alabama he was a huge Ohio state lean and everybody says he, if it wasn't for COVID and him as him not being able to get up to campus right. during the year, that's the biggest reason why he committed to Alabama. And so, I mean, if, if they didn't have all those restrictions, he wanted to get his recruitment over with and not wait any longer. And you know, I don't blame him there too. No. Alabama's a great school. Right. And I mean, it's you, not like you're he, going wrong yeah. by going to Alabama. So, I mean, he, he chose, a good opportunity for him, but if he would have been allowed to travel, I mean, there's a good chance we would have tied up six guys that are top 10 players in the country. And, and that, that's ridiculous to that's get five. Just, and just to think that they were that close to getting a six. Right. That's just crazy to think about, but that's how close it was. Yeah. Um. So love hearing that. I mean, these are, I mean, these kids are going to be a special class. I mean, both Alabama, Alabama still ended up with the best class just because they had, a few more recruits in Ohio state kids, uh, you know, Ohio state sounds like, you know, I mean, Alabama obviously got a great number. Oh, they, I mean, they had 16 in the top 100. They, I mean, they still had more top 100. Kids I mean, they're in Ohio state too. phenomenal too. Uh, so yeah. I mean, both these classes, I mean, aren't they like the two best classes ever in the history of, uh, I uh, believe so. I mean, they both passed. Gotta be. I think the 2017 Ohio State had the highest recruited ranking, and then they both passed it. So yeah, the, I'm I'm trying to look it up real quick. I don't know if I'll get a connection or not, but I believe. I mean, they're still. I think Ohio State was at like a 95.8, and then um, or a 95, and then or 94.8, and then Alabama was like at a 95 or 96. Well, yeah, I think so. So, yeah, average rating for Ohio State was 94.76. And let me see, Alabama's was 95. So it was that close. Yeah, so. So Ohio State probably did have, well, obviously, I mean, we just said it. They had more top-end guys. 
Alabama just had more in the top 100 no. and they had more overall. And they, you know, probably JC Latham ends up being the, the, the difference. Oh, I, I would imagine. Yes. He, so. he would be the difference. We would be number one if we would have locked him down. But yeah, so I'm not going to, you know, cry about number two in the recruiting rating. Yeah. So they, I mean, just crazy class. So if these guys pan out, you know, you're always going to get guys in some of these classes that don't pan out. But if Ohio state over the last several years, they have, uh, they've hit more home runs and I think they've hit uh strikeout or got strikeouts on their guys. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, they, uh, they are, um, if as long as it pans out, which I don't see why it wouldn't, I mean, this should be a very, very special class. And- oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that's wow. And I mean, just going off now from the class to the defensive line. So what are we looking at? You got JT Tumalau, Jack Sawyer, two top five defensive ends. They're going to be your starters next year for sure. I mean, uh, barring something crazy, you already got, you know, your two starting defensive ends. For and next then year. The one kid you is, got Mike Hall. And he's the 13th defensive lineman, right? I, yeah, I mean, I, they got, I think they got what for just defensive lineman. They I got, think he's a top hundred. Yeah. He's a top hundred recruit. He's your defensive tackle. And then you got Tyleek Williams, who's going to be your big nose guard. Yeah. So, I mean, they it's, are stacked. It's stacked. And then you think about what's already on the team. I mean, when you, Zach, uh, 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 I can't think of his last name. Henry Harrison. Harrison. Yeah. Zach Harrison. Uh, and then, uh, Tyreek and Tyreek Smith, Javante John Baptiste, who I couldn't think of his name last week. Yeah, Tyler, Tyler Friday. Friday. I mean, they are just loaded every you had six starters as your defensive ends. You got Teron Vincent, who was at one time the number one defensive tackle in the country. And you play next to Haskell Garrett. Yeah, and you've heard both him and uh, Antoine have both have been looking Jackson really, and Cage have been looking good. So it seems like they're gonna be super deep now and that they're probably good too deep on the def- both the defensive I mean, tackles positions three deep. If these guys really play, plus there's other guys in the mix. And, and then you got two freshmen that are ready to contribute yeah, so. it as ends. And, you know, you and I have talked about, you know, when urban Meyer, he really took them to the next level was when he, he really wanted to beef up the lines. That's kind of like, that was the difference between sec and where Ohio state was, was, top end offensive defensive line play and depth to that defensive line. We're in territory now. That's just like unheard of though. I mean, this is beyond sec depth and talent on a defensive line. This might be like one of the most talented defensive lines when it's all said and done, what you're going to see going on the field next year throughout the classes as guys graduate, other guys come in, but this collective, you know, six and whatever the defensive tackles are, the success these guys might have might be the greatest defensive line no. ever. And JTT is already on Twitter recruiting Abor, which is in the next class. Uh, you know, yeah, you got you got him and uh, White for defensive ends for the next class. And they're uh, both high on Ohio State. I mean, it's a fight, but you know, if you end up, which the one, go ahead. I don't because I know he said he was talking about that his decision was made up. So I don't know if he said when he's going to announce or not. No good. Um. Yeah, but we were then just going to start moving us into 22 talk. I mean, we still got, you know, several months until that class gets signed. But I mean, that class on paper is already starting to look phenomenal. And they've already now hit two home runs this week on that with both getting Brooks and uh, Kojo. Uh, so they're going to be, uh, I mean, Brian Hartline just continues 
they kill it on the receiving. I mean, it's four big time receivers now. He's got coming into the next class, mm-hmm. uh, and the that's for that what the feels like the tenth year in a row we're getting the number one receiver in the country. So. Well, I mean, for what it feels like the tenth year in a row, we're getting like four top two hundred receivers in the country. Yeah. So, I mean, Brian Hartline is. I mean, they've just the. They haven't really they haven't changed Ohio State's identity because when you look what's in the backfield uh that has come in that but what they've done just in the quarterback room and in the receiving room and I mean Ohio State's had some phenomenal receivers, but I mean oh, yeah. this is like scary level where where they're going with this receiving core that you know I mean they're putting guys every year they they're getting four guys that are top two hundred kids and I mean they got six guys that are you know depending on the class we're top 100 kids yeah. you know that are just balling out we're gonna go play football and let's see who who in the hell in the country can uh cover them i mean it it would be because i don't think because i think you had the production out of two but i don't think you had it out of necessarily three last year and that's not jmo's fault that's just kind of circumstantial you know of we've talked about it just you kind of had to go with what you were comfortable with because of the covid year yeah. i don't i mean i don't think we've seen since 2005 really a three wide receiver spread you know what i'm talking about again holmes gonzalez or any that, one of them could have killed you at that any contributed moment. like they did but i i just i can't imagine that this year and moving forward we're not going to get something pretty damn close to that every year i mean i think we will be i mean you're looking at a six deep easily but you're looking at three to four possibly five possibly six guys that are going to be contributors that are going to score legitimate touchdowns i mean the one the the class from a few years ago i i would say that they were still not gen holmes and gonzo but i mean when you had uh you know kj and um mclaurin and uh paris, paris and you know johnny dixon johnny dixon i mean they were and then you know uh um lava is young then you're talking yeah, about the 18? two big guys uh oh ben victor ben and victor, um austin mack yeah. yeah and so those guys contributed. You really, definitely the 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 little guys were uh, more the the hitters, but uh, those two guys contributed too. So that was a solid receiving core. I mean, this is still a lights out, and the, I mean, this has just the writing on the wall that this is going to be just the most deadly receiving core in the country. And it's like, again, there's nothing perfect for a younger quarterback. He's going to have a good offensive line in front of him. He's just gonna have a lot of weapons and he doesn't have to he's not gonna have to do too much. And especially early in the season where it's just like just find the guy, the open guy, and hit him and then let them do what they have to do. And and this next statement is strictly potential. Potentially, like I'm strictly speaking potential here. So don't like jump down my throat and come at me because I'm not saying it will happen. I'm saying it could happen. You could lose Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave this year. And your receivers could be better next year. Yeah, that's crazy to think of. And there, there's I'm a, not, again, there's, not saying that will happen. There is the potential that that could be next year. You, you'll have a quarterback that's a year older. Um, yeah, and those you're gonna have plenty of guys to get plenty of playing time here. And they're, I mean, they're, I they're gonna be right on par, I think, with them. And yeah. you could be losing a lot of guys, those two guys, and still have. I mean, when you think about a JSN and Harrison and uh, Buka and Fleming, I mean, those guys are all going to get legitimate playing time this year. Yeah. And then 
you know, you still have Ballard in there and uh, a couple other guys for the following year. I don't know what Cam Babs doing. Did he get hurt again? I'm not. I'm sure. not sure. I just I. It's like you were hearing about him and then you stopped hearing about him. So I'm not sure he might have got hurt again. Yeah. So I hope not. Yeah, me too. I would really like to see him uh, contribute. I mean, he's been such a a good uh, a good uh, guy on the field on the on the team that you really would like to see him. I wonder uh, how he could do shot. as a return man. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think he got surgery on both knees, so I'm not sure what the moves are like anymore, but it was electric in high school. Yeah. So, yeah. So for 22, you know, with now adding Kojo, that four big time receivers that they've added, I mean, the number one guy in Burton and uh, all the other guys, I mean, it's just, uh, again, a phenomenal yeah. receiver. Caleb Brown, um, Kojo, Kion Gray. And, Gray. and like, look, he at, looked damn good at the Elite 11. Yeah, man, with Quinn. Or, or the opening, whichever yeah. one it is. Yeah, he was looking really phenomenal. That looked like a good connection right there. Yeah. Um, but I'm really excited. I, I know it's, we're going to be fighting off a lot of teams, but what now what they've added to the, the possible secondary, I mean, those, the, Brooks is now the, it's four guys, uh, big time guys that they've added in. Oh yeah. And again, they needed them. Um, it seems like they got more depth this year than they had the previous year. And now you're going to be adding in even more depth and quality depth. And so, I mean, a lot of people thought Brooks was going to end up going out to Alabama and, you know, the Buckeyes got him. another Texas kid that they, it's like, now it's like our biggest uh, pipelines are Texas and Washington. And it's like, we found, <laughs> never, some, we found some nice home runs. I mean, um, Trestle might've pulled. What do you ever pull out of Texas? There was one lineman that's name is this. Was it she guards? Yeah, he did get. Yeah, was the, he the Texas he was guy? Because Knox is uh, Meyer, right? That's not the end of Trestle's tenure. Yeah, and yeah, because the other guy is what Adams was from Dublin, and oh, shoot, the center Brewster was he a Minnesota kid? <laughs> yeah, something like that. Or was he Ohio? No, he was Florida. It was uh, they, Mike Brewster was. Yeah, I think so. Brewster was out of Florida, and uh, it was Texas. Maybe what Sean Charles Henderson was he was he Minnesota? Someone's sticking out as Minnesota to me. Yeah, but. he was. Okay. okay, wasn't he a player's son that played for the Vikings? Uh, maybe. I don't know. I knew he he was a mountain. That's all I know. But yeah, so I mean, but then Meyer Meyer had a lot of success in Texas. Also, <laughs> it just seems like Day is like, man, and they he, he has his ends in the Northwest too. And then now you look at it that uh, which Meyer even really didn't do that much outside of no, Paul and um, we've talked Davis. Yeah, we've talked about what they've pulled now out of the West, and it's just like it's like they are te- they are definitely feasting on USC being down because what they're pulling out of the West, it's like yeah, there's good kids out there too, and you know, obviously they're going to go after you know you're going after your Ohio kids, the ones you want. You're going after, you're going to fight it out for some of these big Southern kids, but there's a lot of, there's a lot of heavy hitters in the South. When you think about all the sec schools, and then you also got Clemson and Florida state and at times Miami. So you got a lot of heavy hitters Mm -hmm. in the Southeast. And so it's like, okay, we're, we're going to take opportunities that Texas has been down and we're going to go into Texas. And then we're going to go out West and really pick off some of these four or five star kids that are out West that, if we can get them to come east, I mean, these are big wins. I mean, is it just a real is it just a realistic point right now that 
USC is the only team that has the potential to do that out in the West. Yeah, I mean, it seems like it. I mean, the fact that they've been down and no one got up, you know, it's like no, no one rose to the occasion when USC went down to take these recruits. Just the the powerhouses from Ohio State, East and South, they took them. Yeah, Ohio State's lost five star kids out of their state before, but and we lost one to Notre Dame just now. Yeah, I mean, you talk about Ohio State has went into Washington now in three cycles, and has taken a five star player because Scott was a five star player and. At least a couple of the recruiting. Yeah, I mean, he was a really high-rated four-star. So this guy mean, was a four-star. He was guy. right on the brink of you know being there. But you, now you've gotten back-to-back five stars. Well, and, they're the same class. Okay, like Buka and JTT okay, so, are the same class. Okay, so, so there there was one there was twenty you didn't have anybody. Okay, so they've gotten right two straight cycles. But you got CJ Stroud and yes, yeah, and twenty you got Stroud from California. Yeah, but I'm just talking about Washington. So. Washington, Two out of three cycles. Yeah. So Washington can't pull, didn't pull any of those three kids. Correct. Now, Ohio State, if you would have had the same situation in Ohio, Ohio State at minimum is getting two of them, possibly all three of them. And if they were from Ohio. And I don't know, but I don't know which one of them are going out to Washington. No, they're not. <laughs> so, so, and I understand that you're talking about maybe Alabama or Clemson pulling a kid. Yeah. From Ohio. So, who's coming? Who's coming out west? Who's going from the west to Ohio? I mean, the only one I ever could think of is Fred Davis. And but, you know, but USC, they could do that. And I, I'm kind of like going off on tangent. And that was my original point. Is you? Well, my original point was USC kept the kids home, but to go further off they could go go get other kids where it just seems like you know you might get your cave on Thibodeau miraculously for Oregon here and there but no just once USC went down no one has that power in the west coast to rise up to where USC was yeah now even though Oregon did lose uh JTT they I mean they did get Kelvin Banks yesterday yeah that was a huge gift for them out of Texas and yeah so I mean that was they were on the brink of uh I mean it seemed like it was a no brainer where GTT was going, but you know, he kept everything very close to the vest. So, I mean, there was a few minutes there where it's like, man, they, they could pull two five stars today. And, uh, that would be pretty huge. And, um, so 21 is now all done 22. Now it's, uh, there's a few spots going to be left and it's now fighting to keep, uh, (laughs) keeping the guys that we have in the class in the class. Yeah. But I mean, you're, you're getting closer every day to signing day. Yeah. So I mean, we'd love to get uh Dasa McCullough back. Yeah. Don't think it's going to happen. He's with his brothers and his dad, but that, that would be a pleasant flip. Um, no, I think w- w- I was talking to um, one of the other podcast guys uh, and we're actually going to do this in the next episode just because uh, we'll have a little bit more time unless there's some crazy amount of recruits yeah, this week, could which happen. could happen. Um it's just, you know, we'll probably have a couple dead weeks here heading into fall camp and then getting ready. That's not too far away. But yeah, it's literally what three weeks, four weeks. So this uh, is the last month, and I know we're the beginning of July, but this is the last month without football until March of next year. Yeah, which is awesome. Um, but so we'll definitely do this in the next episode. Uh it was the buck off pod. They were uh we were talking about, you know, could any uh an all-star team within the big 10. Could they even beat Ohio state? And I mean, I'll get, um, we'll get more into it, but I know. And uh, we'll, we'll pose the question for people that follow us on Twitter. Yeah. See what they have to say. And um, they might bring up some good points. We're not thinking of, but you brought up this great. So 
out of the top 10 kids that are recruits for 22 for big 10 schools, seven of them are going to Ohio state. Yep. And if it wasn't for McCullough leaving to go to Indiana, we there would have been eight. We would have had eight. Only, had eight. Only Wisconsin and Michigan each have one. Right. Correct. So, I mean, what's going on with Penn State? <laughs> but Penn State has a really high class, though. So, right now, I want to say nationally, Penn State is, as it stands, they might be third or fourth Okay. in the 22 rankings. Rutgers is ahead of Michigan. Yeah, I, I want to talk about that another day, too. I mean, because just I don't want to run out of time. But I did want to ask you if you think that they're going to finish the cycle ahead of Michigan. If they do, that'd be great. Great for me. Consider, I will say it's great because uh, Michigan, I uh, they tweeted out the other day, the football, the actual checkmarked Michigan athletic department, the football team about their highlights for this year. And the highlight they used for the day that I saw it, because a bunch of Buckeye people were sharing it was their win over their Ru- overtime win, win over, over Rutgers. Rutgers. Right. And- <laughs> I walk away from week three hugely embarrassed that we give up some trick play punt return touchdown. Yeah. I think another trick play touchdown that game and Michigan, you know, hangs their hat on, we beat Rutgers in overtime. So, I mean, it's, it's a different philosophy. It's different schools, different mentalities for sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're, they are a rowing school now, right? Softball. Yeah. They didn't win softball. They didn't win basketball. They didn't win baseball. I don't know. What school are they now? Swimming. Yeah. They're probably a swimming. They're good swimmers there. I think. Um, all right, so we've talked about recruiting, um, and obviously, I mean, recruiting is a, a weekly thing. Uh, we know oh, yeah. God only knows it could happen more. We could get more this week, right. and the next week will be but a big recruiting. Those thing. are really big gets when you think of. I mean, you had the number one recruit in twenty one finally committed committed to your school. You pulled a kid that you know a lot of people th- from Texas for one, but a lot of people thought he could go to Alabama, A and M, one of those SEC powers, and then you just pulled a receiver straight from SEC country. From uh, is it Suwanee, Georgia? Yeah. Who is? I'm gonna have to look that up. I know we had someone from Suwanee years yeah, ago. Yeah, there's been some big name kids that have come out of Suwanee. I'm gonna uh, have to look which one it was. But you you pulled a receiver from SEC country who I think composites like 115. He's only gonna go up from there. Yeah, and um, and he's a burner too. And just the last thing before I, because I did want to mention this before we move on to name, image, and likeness. I mean, look what when we were talking about Texas. I mean. Look what we've done. I mean, we've taken Quinn Ewers, Caleb Burton, and now Terrence, uh, Brooks. Terrence Brooks and Dewberry. I mean, there's a lot of chatter that he could be uh, a bore. A, we're, we're, yeah, that they're both. There's some. Cha- I mean, Dewberry right now. There's a lot of chatter that he could be a Buckeye. That he's uh-huh. a huge Buckeye lean. And you know, if they're pushing hard for a bore, you know, especially some of the players getting on. And and now you know what if he wants to come play with this defensive line, it's like, my God, I mean, you could literally take what five of their top seven players. And <laughs> I, I, yeah, I mean, absolutely. I think he'll be a hard sell. Cause I believe if I read right or heard right, I think he's a lifelong Oklahoma fan. So I think it's going to be hard considering how good they are, but, but even if they pull Dewberry, if I mean, still, you get exactly four out of the top seven kids or whatever, top eight kids, I don't mm-hmm. know, in the state of Texas, I mean, and they go to Ohio. I mean, I don't <laughs> I don't know if that's a better haul than what was it? Dobbins, uh, Okuda and Browning, but, yeah, but it's close. 
right there. It's pretty much the same thing happening all over. Right. When you got, you supposedly got new blood in your state school, you know, I was mean, Sheffield technically from Texas too. Yeah, I think so. Um, <laughs> but you got new blood, you year. got new blood in your state school, you know, usually at a school like Texas, when you get a guy like Sark, you know, he cleans up for at least the first couple of years because, you know, he should be, well, he's not gen- I mean, that just tells me he's not generating that type of interest. Yeah. And then, you know, A&M, you would think Jimbo would be. <laughs> I just, I thought the state of Texas, I mean, I think. What is, what would touch, what's Tom, Tom Herman. Yeah. I, I mean, I thought Tom Herman was going to clean up Texas. And then when he wasn't, I thought Jimbo was going to clean up Texas. And then when he left, I especially thought Jimbo was going to clean up Texas. And it's like, no one's taking the reins over there. I mean, yeah. no. Jimbo Fisher, for as good as a recruiter as he is, he's letting kids get out of there. Guys that are cleaning up Texas are named Ryan Day and Lincoln Riley. <laughs> SMU got a freaking yeah. five-star receiver. Well, that, that could be taking us into name, image, and likeness. And the ponies are back. The Pony Express, Pony Excess, it's all coming back. Yeah, it's a great 30 for 30. <laughs> Uh, I do like that one a lot. Uh, so, um, all right. Name, image, and likeness. So last time we talked about it, we talked about the bill that was going through Ohio and that, you know, we gave our feelings about how, you know, ad, just adding stuff to bills can be headaches. And yep. it's, but I believe it was on Tuesday, uh, governor DeWine signed an executive order that they was going to go into place come Wednesday or come Thursday, um, right on time with everybody else's that already have it passed. And then the NCAA and NCAA fashion, wait till the last freaking minute. And Wednesday evening, they passed it on their own that they said that it's up to the schools to decide, you know, how the best within, you know, there's some exceptions to it. You yeah, know, sure. But, you know, so name, image, and likeness is here. So just a couple of things on just the Ohio State front. So Nicholas Petit Ferrer, he immediately, I believe he was the first. He might have been the second. Uh, he comes out. And well, he was, I think he was the loudest about it. Not loudest, but you know what I mean? Like he put it on Twitter and everything. I think he was just the most uh, visual, like the, the quickest one you could see. Yeah. So he's a spokesman for uh flick CV, which is a Tampa area startup. You know, he was from Tampa. He went to, he went to IMG, right? Yeah. Or he went to one of the other ones. No, I don't think he, I don't think he went to IMG, but he's, no, he's from, just from a, a school down there. Um, but yeah, so he's from that area. Um, and basically what they are is a resume recruiter. Uh, so they, uh, they make videos of your resume. Yeah, it's so. uh, mar- video mar- marketing for recruiting. So, Pretty much, I, I mean, from what I gathered from it is you have your resume, but it's like kind of you do a video interview. Yeah. With it. So you get to highlight your points as, you know, as a candidate and you get to kind of answer questions and just, you know, be it's more so the video resume. So. Yeah. yeah. So he uh, he's uh, now the, the spokesman for them. So, that, I mean, that was a big get. I uh I mean, good for him. Uh, Taraja Mitchell, uh, he started his own apparel company. Above up, the Realm. Above the Realm. Uh, some nice designs on there. Uh, I'm looking once he gets, uh, I know he's got his Instagram page up and running, but uh, thinking about picking up one of those uh, bad boys because I did like the the designs on those shirts. And uh, 
you know, uh, Munford and uh, Jack Sawyer, uh, Barstool announced that they are starting, a, you know, a marketing division called uh, Barstool Athletes. And, you know, they are now officially Barstool Athletes. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, and then there's some other ones. I know uh, Ryan Watts uh, joined up with a couple of the basketball players. They started a, a company to, you know, you know, do play ways to play video games with athletes and different things like that. And yeah. Uh, I think so. That was so it seems like kind of maybe like a Twitch type thing. Um and so on and so on. But I mean, just so just your general thoughts on just what you've seen out of Ohio State. It seems like they've hit the ground running. Well, they hit the ground running. The kids are, you know, all about it. I read somewhere that just like LSU, um, I think Kirk Kirk Barton actually updated and said Ohio State was on board with this also. As long as they had permission, you know, the like the logos could be in any sort of like advertisement that the kids did. As long as they had the school's permission, the facilities and logos could be involved. Yeah, which makes sense. Can you figure some of these, uh, you know, some of these companies that probably would want them as spokesperson, especially if it's a big name company, you know, they're going to want, you know, if they're going to use an Ohio State player, they probably want an Ohio State logo. Right. So, I mean, that makes sense. And um, and don't get me wrong, like Ohio State fans, we love the players, but it's all about the school. It's all about the university and these businesses. They're not idiots like they know that also they know to me. And I mean, like I said, I love the players. I mean, Ezekiel Elliott's probably my favorite player in memory of, of recent memory. And, but I mean, come 25th or 2016, you know, I still love Ohio state that yeah. Zeke's gone well, and I just think, as much. I think where it's a big deal is that, um, hardcore fans i mean i consider us hardcore fans like yeah that above the realm that looked really cool i'm probably gonna go buy one of those sure. um i think for the casual general fans that you know they might not know an everyday look of an ohio state player over right. any other player and right. so you know having the ohio state logo in it you know is an important thing absolutely so i think that's the big deal and that's a game changer too yeah so um yeah, super excited about all the stuff with, uh, I mean, I, everybody should know what our opinions on it. It was, I felt it was always the best way to go to let, let the players, you know, it's long overdue and they will now get to, you know, live in to, you know, they'll be able to capitalize off what they are. And it's not just about endorsements. I, I I've seen a lot of people mention, you know, a lot of, uh, old uh, sports reporters about, you know, well, some guys are going to make more money than other guys and blah, 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 this and blah, 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 that. I mean, first of all, yeah, that's the case and it's going to happen in the NFL. So if you want to go to the next, right. league, you know, you're going to, there's going to be some guys that are going to make a lot more money than other guys. And uh, I mean, there's nothing you can really do about that. That's part of life. And, but on the other side of it, I don't think, I don't think a lot of these guys realize that what, just the difference in 2021 and just again, the reach that some of these kids have on social media and how big YouTube celebrities and social media influencers are nowadays that, I mean, there's a lot of avenues where these kids could make a lot of money. I think, and I think that's going to be something for female athletics. At least I, you know, I hope so. I think some of those girls are going to clean up that they're such a big presences yeah. on, you know, Twitter's and, YouTubes and TikToks and all the social media. I think that's going to be something that they're going to end up making, you know, a lot more money than what a lot of people thought going into this. I think a lot of people just thought, 
you know, basketball players and football players are the only ones going to make money. I don't think that's true. Yeah. I think, I, I think, think a lot of people are going to have a chance to make some money. I think oh, exactly. And, you know, and again, it all comes down to numbers. And that's all I've always said. I've always posted that on Twitter is that, you know, I mean, if I'm these players, I would work to continue getting followers on all your social media sites. Cause right now that's going to all equal, you know, money. Oh yeah. yeah that's, that's cash. That, so yeah, absolutely. You just keep, as Randy Moss likes to say, that's straight cash. Homie. <laughs> so that's, uh, you know, you gotta just, that's, that's basically branding yourself and, you know, so kudos to all these guys, you know, the, we saw those two twins, uh, female basketball stars yeah. from Fresno state. I mean, they, is it boost mobile or T-Mobile? I can't remember which one, but one of the cell phone companies, boost, uh, I think. yeah, you know, they got a huge deal out of, uh, it seems like that one gymnast out of, uh, LSU who she's got like 5 million combined followers amongst, she's going to clean up. Uh, oh, sure. I saw a couple of things about one of the Nebraska, um, volleyball stars a couple other volleyball players around the country so i mean yeah there's going to be and you think about some of the big wrestlers that came through at ohio state some of those guys are going to be able to really you know do yep. some different yep. things and and there's just a lot of opportunities a lot of opportunities that people don't think of that is just it's not just about you know going on doing a coca-cola commercial or a pepsi commercial or a gatorade commercial i mean there's other things so many so many opportunities out there and just like npf like you might have a startup that they want a spokesperson they want a face of their company and they're going to go to an ohio state football player because of that yeah and if a lot of these guys end up being coming smart, you know, they're going to build companies out of this. I mean, we see what Taraja Mitchell's doing. A couple other guys around the country I've seen started. I saw one of the, there was a, one of the female stars. I can't remember university. She goes, she started her own apparel company. Um, people like MPF, I don't know what the, his deals was, whether he's getting paid and money or whether he had, he might have asked for like, just give me a percentage of the company. I mean, yeah. that's, I mean, that's what LeBron does for, and that's, you know, these companies come to him wanting to sponsor. And he asked, I mean, that's how he became a, you know, portion of the owner of East Liverpool or not East Liverpool over in, a, you know, the soccer club in Europe. Right. That, you know, they wanted him to do some marketing for him. And he just said, all right, give me a percentage of the club. And okay. And so I'm like, you don't know what different things like getting a percentage of a startup somewhere if that ends up getting sold for big bucks. I mean, and happens all the time. Oh, that, I mean, yeah, right. That could be huge money. I mean, that could be, you'd be, depending on when you get in, I mean, there's a, there's a possibility you could uh, just sign your rookie contract in the NFL and become a millionaire just because uh, from that. And then on top of that, right. you know, you make a boatload of cash just from a, a startup being sold. So, yep. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of cool things about this and just a lot of different opportunities that a lot of uh, people just don't think of. So, and you shared with me the one guy from, um, I think it was on the Michigan board that was like, well, now with name, image, and likeness, Alabama and Ohio State, they just made it easier for the bagmen. Like, two points. Like, I mean, you didn't realize that before JTT signed, but two, like, you know, you guys, the Michigan fans, they argue with me that they are the most recognized brand globally. Yeah, So, so they should be like doing backflips because of this. Yeah. Now you guys compete for athletes because now, you know, you can <laughs> have companies in your backyard. You're the brand that people want. Like, yeah, I know that they're just asinine. They'll just come up with one excuse after the next. Yeah. 
they'll be the ones complaining when kids are still not siding. Well, get better sponsors or something. I mean, I don't. All I ever hear is about how much money the University of Michigan has and about, you know, all the famous alumni that they've had come out of their school and they're topping this. They're the best law firm and the best this and the best that. And, you know, all right, you got some, you know, the Don, the guy from Little Caesar or Domino's. I don't remember which one <laughs> went to Michigan. And, you know, well, you obviously <laughs> don't care about football. Yeah, like, OK, so. <laughs> reach out to those guys and give them some sponsorship. Right. Also. Yeah. Try to win a football game. Yeah. You won't do it. They yeah. won't do it. <laughs> All right. Anything else on name, image, and likeness? No, no. I'm excited to see where it goes. I think we're, we might be in the wild west, but it also seems like might be a little bit more chill than what everyone thought it would be too. Yeah. So. I mean, there'd be some, there will be some wild west things, but things will things will get figured out as they go on. I mean, there was no, I mean, this should have been done a long time ago. I mean, I'm glad the state started putting some pressure on it. We will probably within the next year or two, I mean, the federal government moves like molasses, but we'll probably eventually get a federal bill out of Congress and, you know, signed by the president that will, you know, unify, have a unified structure for the whole country. And that will probably be, you know, what finally settles things down but in my personal opinion when it comes to the future and i'm I'm sure there's a ton of old people old school people that will argue with me about this i think kids are smarter today than what they were you know 80s 90s when it came to their future i think you could uh drive a car up to a kid in the you know early 80s and they would sign to your school i don't think it quite takes that I think I think you need a little bit more than that for today. I and yeah, I, that's a good point. And just I'll make it quick. Um, I think there's a difference too in the the role models that are shown on um, TV nowadays. I think I think a lot of uh some of the athletes of the '80s and stuff, you know, in the '90s, it was all about the flashiness and you know the big cars and the right. big this. And I think that probably now. Guys like LeBron are celebrated, especially in, you know, kudos to ESPN and stuff like that, at least in the national media, those, a lot of that stuff is really celebrated how to become businessmen and, you know, you yeah. know, get your piece of the pie that way. And so I think that these kids just have, a, it's just a much different mindset now that the guys that they're looking at, it's about building businesses than it is about, you know, mm-hmm. I'm going to go buy a, a Lamborghini with that, buy your business, start a business and go buy your Lamborghini right. with your business. So. And that's what I mean. And that's what I, I feel the same way as I could be dead wrong. So if, if I'm proven wrong, that's fine. I don't care. But I mean, I just I feel like, you know, I don't think you're going to see as many stupid decisions as what people think that's going to happen. Yeah. I don't think some like every top, you know, 10 recruit is going to hear from some Alabama car dealership owner that's going to be trying to get them down there. Hey, I'm going to, you know, pay you X amount of dollars and you can just be a sponsor for me. Like, yeah. I don't think we're going to run into that as much as what people think. And people are freaking out about that stuff. And I, I tried to talk to somebody. I've been like, you know, it's a little different now because first of all, these kids can sign with agents. So Mr. Alabama car dealership or Columbus car dealership, man, or whoever car dealership guy wants to come in. Well, first of all, now you got an agent that might be like, well, you're gonna give them ten thousand dollars. Why not fifteen thousand dollars? So you might be paying more. 
you also got the corporations involved now. So now big time corporations can come in and be like, I want you to be my spokesman and here's a check. And so Mr. Car dealership man is going to have to fight on, you know, corporations that have boatloads of cash. And if they really want uh, a Justin Fields type or a Trevor Lawrence type to be the, the face of their thing, like, Mr. Carly just sort of man's not going to be writing the check that they're going to be right. writing. So yeah, like, right. There's, there's different competition at that level now that, you know, there was never there for the, the secret handshakes and stuff. Yeah. And now that's now that it's all out in the open, yeah, there should, could be a, some actual interesting competing for people. I, th- I mean, I think that's, there's going to be some interesting things though. Like, you know, with Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields, d- does that have a national reach? Can those guys like, you know, can a company like a big time company go after one of them to be like a national spokesman? I think they could. Um, I mean, will it happen? I don't know, but I, I, I think I'm, I, I really do think that I, I, I will see, I bet we'll see Nike and Under Armour. They will probably take some of their big name kids that go to Nike schools. Yeah. So Ohio state, Alabama, and some of the other ones. Under Armour's Notre Dame. Uh, a few is Clemson and Under Armour. I mean, it's got to be Maryland. Yeah, but there will be a Maryland kid. But they have some actual Clemson Adidas. I don't know, but so but you know what I'm kind of. I know Nebraska's. I, I could see you know they take 10, 12 kids for some of these brands and be like, all right, you're our Nike college athletes this year. Yeah, and, you know, I see stuff like that happening. Um, I did see EA Sports. They're going to have a big announcement on a past video game series mid-July. I mean, they've already announced college football. It's got to be one of the older other ones, right? But they said that, you know, they might decide that might not be all the kids in college football, but they might decide to, you know, pay some people to put them in the game. All right. We might, we might be getting to that. All right. Let's get on out of here. Uh, I just like college football. I know. I want, I want to football. play the game again. I think we'll be, that will be forcing us the, whether it's these current generations of systems or if it's the next one. Now, if, will you be angry though, in the next college football game, if they don't include an eight or at least an 18 playoff at the end of it, because so much speculation has been out there. Yeah. The, Should they at least include it regardless if that's changed or not? No, I think they will include a probably. Uh, or you think they'll stick to four because that's the current system. Uh, well, probably by the time they might have a few variations already built. I think they and, should just have a custom thing. And then they will, they'll probably have a better idea because we'll find out within the next year. I'm good. What that new playoff format's going to end up being. So if EA Sports wants to just give me eight games, that's fine. We're probably two, three years out from a football game, and we'll probably know within the next year if they are going. I doubt they'll have the game ready by next year. Let's just have it two years then. Don't say three. Two years. Um. All right. I mean, you just copy the Madden engine. Before we go <laughs> to the down in college football, I would go down a rabbit hole yeah, now. All right. I'm going <laughs> to. You're cutting cut it off. off for now. Um, all right. All right. So let's get on out of here. All right. Well, thank you all for stopping in tonight at the Buckeye Bar. I'm John. I'm Mike. OH. I O. Go Bucks. Go Bucks. Bucks.